0: back to say what needs saying i'm zach i'm brandon and today we are going to talk a little bit about 9-11 so today is 9-11 and it was 19 years ago today that the terrorist attacks at the world trade center and the pentagon happened and, and
1: the, failed, the failed plot to hit the white house and it was a plains in philadelphia i believe
0: pennsylvania. right right yeah pennsylvania and so we just wanted to talk about it a little bit and give our thoughts on the whole concept of remembering 9/11 and never forget, and and the things that you see going around social media every year around this time.
1: I I must be honest with you, Zach. I I hate it as a as a New Yorker, as someone who remembers that day, like everybody else in the world, but. Mm-hmm. The individuals in New York remember that day what it looked like, what that week felt like, how still the world was. It's kind of and then every year it's like it's like it's like a phantom around New York city. it's like it's looming everybody when you're walking outside everybody kind of is a little more heightened or a little more you know the city isn't as alive. And every year, like the whole country uses it, and you can see like different news outlets like pandering it to. Like we gotta remember what was the mentality during during two thousand one, during two thousand three, we went to war. There was ludicrous levels of anti Middle East speech that was coupled with nine eleven. And remember, nine eleven would almost incite images of the quote unquote terrorists who uh, who 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 did it, who you know slammed those planes mm-hmm. into those buildings. And then you have to create this this false anger that 19 years later you don't even know we to place anymore.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. There's definitely two sides to remember 9-11 and two sides to the unity that came after 9-11 right. because there's the, the good unity and coming together and admittedly having a common enemy and then being able to stop bickering and fighting within our own country that definitely happened on, on a big scale. But yeah, it was also paired to a lot of anti-Arabic, anti-Muslim, anti, uh, pretty much, you know, any, anyone. Anybody
1: that wore a burqa, any type of head garment, scarf, you could, you know, they, for, ever since 2001, it was held trying to go through, like, if you if you just simply practice your religion of peace, which is how many of the militant religion, religions are, are forged around, you would be... It ripped to shreds up until 2010, walking through any airport in America, whether it be on the street, you know what I mean? Because it happens every year and it's still a decade and the decades since it's happened, And, you know, it, it entices more people and you're like, oh my gosh.
0: So I wanted to give you a chance to kind of explain what it was like for you when it happened? Because obviously you have a different perspective than me. I grew up in Ohio. I was in kindergarten or first grade or something like that when it happened. Um, So I remember it. And I remember there being concerns over, my dad worked in a building in downtown Cleveland at the time. And so I remember there being concerns about it just because it was a big city and because they were kind of evacuating just in case after the first plane had hit. But outside of that, obviously, it's wow. entirely different from someone living in New York and someone being a little closer to the situation. So I just wanted to give you a chance. Like, what, it, what was it like for you when you, I mean, how much of it do you remember? And how different was it growing up in New York at the time?
1: So I'm, I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and mm-hmm. I think I was in either kindergarten or daycare. But my dad said I was very audible during that day. And it was because of what happened afterwards. So whatever time it happened, I just remember my dad picking me up. For the, we, just, we just got to daycare. And then he picks me up and we're in a 1997 beige Toyota Camry. And there's a sunroof. And I'm looking up and the sky is like blue. It's pretty. And then I look up maybe five minutes later or a moment later and it's black. And I'm like, what it just happened? <laughs> Is it gonna rain? And my dad very stoically was like, "No," and then you hear on the radio apparently a, a crash just happened in the thing, and I was like, "How?" And my my dad said I asked this question. I don't remember asking this question because I, I used to watch um, PBS Kids a lot, and they always used to do the demonstration of the if there's an emergency alarm, this alarm is gonna go off. So during this time, at no point in time, no one that I've spoken to in New York. Ever in my lifetime has ever heard that noise that says this is an emergency. This literally is an emergency. Go X, Y, and Z. Call this number for more information. If you have loved ones, none of that happened. And I was like, how come that isn't being played? It's one of the like, people were screaming. My mm. mom worked in Manhattan during that time. She said she saw people covered in soot. I was like, I know people that still gets money from that who have like really bad asthma from that. So it's wow. it's very, yeah, it's very like raw.
0: That's crazy. You know, when people say to never forget nine eleven, I think that there is, obviously I don't have the same perspective as someone growing up or living in New York, but I think there's something to be said about remembering it for the sake of history's sake, you know, same reason you remember the Holocaust and remember things like that. It's still mind boggling that we really haven't seen something like that definitely since then.
1: No, like you could you could, some could argue the the boston marathon, but that don 't that doesn't even come close
0: it 's a shame how tied to this anti arabic and anti muslim sentiment it is, but it definitely also started at least nationwide conversation about radical islam too, right. which really wasn 't i mean i 'm sure it was a discussion well, but not it, me that we
1: the 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 United States government has been in regular in regular conversation, in regards to Russia and Afghanistan and providing weaponry and from or George H W Bush onward, the ideas of the Middle East wasn't foreign to America, but the visualization, the schema to create them as a terrorist has wasn't developed until then. Yeah, but you you were saying something off air. You were talking about uh other people that are affected by what, like what happens when this this comes around this year.
0: Oh Green. yeah yeah. Yeah, so I was comparing it to uh, the song Wake Me Up When September Ends by Green Day. Obviously, they are two entirely different situations, two entirely different things. But it's interesting because they don't have the same meaning to everyone. Just like you were saying that Remember 9-11 has a very different meaning to New Yorkers because they don't necessarily want to remember it. The song Wake Me Up When September Ends was written about the, the death of the dad of Billy Joe Armstrong. It's an incredibly touchy subject for him. It's something that he feels very strongly about and is obviously very emotional about. And so every year, people will blow up his social media. They'll tag Green Day. They'll tag him. They'll say things like, someone wake that Green Day guy up. September is almost over and, and things like that. And so it, it struck me when you had first mentioned this idea that new yorkers don 't always necessarily want to remember it. I'd imagine oh. that it 's the same kind of thing you know when when those images and and everything of the of the towers of the flags of the remember nine eleven i 'd imagine it 's something not quite as personal but Similar to that, in that you know, when he is seeing all of these people post the memes and the pictures and things about "Wake Me Up When September Ends," that it would be on some level comparable.
1: I mean, mean, if, even if, if you if you look at it as someone losing their grandmother, someone losing their daughter, someone losing their aunt, their loved one, you know, I mean, their wife. You you sit there. Well, I'm gonna tell you what happened. I think it stopped on the 15th year or the 10th year. Every time uh, 9-11 rolled around, they had all the names. I don't know if it happened outside of New York. I never never know. And they read them. Every radio station has the mayor just read like 3,000 names. That's a lot of names. Just the whole day of just like, yo, what is going on here? Like, you can't even break out the gloominess of it. Like, you see the American flag, and usually that would incite patriotism. But after 9-11, that flag meant... There's people here that's willing to take everything from you. And that's where the camaraderie came from afterwards. A lot of Americans said, oh, we're, you know, there's, we have bigger enemies out there. I've heard, from then on, I heard the idea of we're fighting good against evil. Right. And I was like, if everybody's coming together, when did we not come together? Because every year we remember it. So everyone should remember when everybody was coming together. Right now, if anything, nine eleven better stop every riot in America. That fire on the West Coast better go out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's—I think the most striking thing to me. About it was the difference in my perception over time to it just because of how ingrained it becomes and how hammered in it is to remember 9-11 and every year we talk about it because I remember you know when it first happened like I said I was in kindergarten or first grade or something and so for subsequent years it was never super it never really hit home what's that was it ever explained to you not, not that I really remember. I mean, I'm sure it was, but I don't know if it was really, clearly not well enough to, to have stuck. But I do remember in school every single year in the morning, or at some point during the year, we would have a video would play. And it was just very, like, it showed some footage of the, of the events and it, You know, had some sad music playing and some in a lot of flags and things like that. There was a big break to stand for, I don't know if it was just the Pledge of Allegiance or if there was, if they played the national anthem or what.
1: Well, in in, in New York, they did the Moment of Silence, just a prolonged one. Um,
0: Yeah. And we did that some years too. Um, It may have been all years and I just don't remember. But I remember early on. This sounds bad. It really didn't mean much, right? I was too young to really get the gravity of it. But over time, like, because it came up every single year, eventually, even as a little kid, you're like, oh, shit! this, this is bad. This is something that mattered. And it does, it ingrains that we have bigger problems, we have enemies, we need to come together and, you know, not worry about fighting each other. And I remember I used to get so pissed off when kids were like kicking around during the video and stuff, but only a couple years later, a couple years later, then it started bugging me. And I'm like, well, just stop, you know, it's one day, it's one, whatever, you know, 10 minutes that you have to do it. Just, you know, show people respect or whatever. Right. But it's crazy to me how it makes me realize that I'm definitely not the only one that it had that effect on, that over time, oh, it, huh. yeah. And so it, it makes you think how much of that, I think a good portion of that is good. Right. I think that there is a good impact of bringing your country together over a common cause and having some level of patriotism. Right. But I almost wonder what the negatives have been over the years too, and you know how many people have.
1: I can I can somehow tell you the the, the negatives, but yeah. it's not American of me to say the negatives. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. what, what happened? Right? We 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 saw that we saw the attacks we had the Patriot Act be enacted by George Bush, which <laughs> has not been reversed. That level of privacy, which America was obsessed with for some reason for like two years, yeah, that was completely overhauled. We signed an executive order that gave the president power that has never been really back. And I think that's the only place government-wise I can, I'll stop because the ramifications of those executive orders was an 11-year war with millions of soldiers who have passed. And this always uh, was why I was against the war, as, as well as I could remember or at least articulate a perspective, was that we have uniforms. They don't. When you don't have a uniform, you can't tell who you're killing. So some kid like us, was, they were maybe in first grade. They heard about this thing happening in some foreign land. And then, about four years later, their town is wiped out by bullets yeah. and shrapnel. You know what I mean? That's that's the not American way to look at it. But oh, right. oh, how that matters! You know, if we're talking about a human, if we're talking all lives matter, that's a big deal.
0: It's funny because well, it's not fun, not funny, huh? No, no, know. We, but, we, we
1: get what you're saying. Yeah, it's, funny.
0: it's it's funny that because looking back on it there's a very large proportion of people who are very against things like the Iraq war and Mm -hmm. going, you know, now in hindsight, that may be against the Afghanistan war. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to me how much power was amassed by government in that short span, right? Even in the little, even in the smaller stuff, right? Look at airport security and how much that was beefed up afterwards. And now, you know, you can't, now you can't bring toothpaste on without them <laughs> bringing, doing a cavity search.
1: Right, I, I, mean, I, they used to, I used to see movies about, I used to see beautiful, beautiful movies with Christy Alley. They would have people getting off the plane and families there with boards and signs like it was American Idol. And I was like, oh, so when I ride a plane, my family can wait for me. You know who was there? No one. Okay, because yeah. they stopped all of that. And then they had a shoe bomber, which now I have to take off. I have to wear socks all the time to the airport. Maybe you don't want to do that. Now he has to.
0: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And it's especially strange because it was under a Republican, right? Because typically that would be, I mean, national defense is one of the few areas where Republicans will often advocate for government involvement or at least increased government involvement. But, you know, to see that increase in government power, under under a Republican, it's just strange. I mean, I wasn't paying attention to politics enough to really know what all was going on, and to really know, at least at the time, the contents of the Patriot Act or the ramifications of everything that was going on with the war. It makes sense the response; like it's rational. It may not be good, but I, mm-hmm. I get it. You know, I get where it came from.
1: I feel as if people are being used, man. I feel like Americans who saw this, and, and you're right, you raise a really good point that uh, George Bush was a Republican, and he moved like a Green party <laughs> Like mm-hmm. he, he moved with such uh, swiftness and, and, and freedom. you think it's a, you know, Obamacare or something like that. But, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it's just just shocking to me that so many people were just, their lives were lost following, I guess, the correct level of patriotism to join the military. I mean, granted, no one really knows what they're being signed up for, but that that was a huge war. And each year, I I wonder what the tab was. I I don't watch that stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. I would love to see how CNN or MSNBC is somehow warping 2020 into 2001. You know what I
0: mean? Sure. I mean, we I mean, I don't want to make it too political, but I mean, Trump is the first president in a long time to not get involved in new wars. It's crazy how, how much of it is left over though, you know, both in the sense of the nationalism and patriotism that started and then the tangential racism and things that, that sparked from it. Yeah. I think, you know, what you were saying about people are being used, I, I think that mentality led to a lot of the conspiracy theories. I think mm-hmm. you know the whole Bush did 9/11 and all that. Jet jet fuel can't melt steel beams. All right, wait, wait, wait. Listen, listen, listen,
1: listen listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. So in New York, okay, fun fact: they always show that video across the grades in school.
0: The video of the planes crashing, or yeah, it's weird. Okay. We
1: see the one, we see the little grainy tip. We see it say Monday or Tuesday, 9:59 or 9:51. Right. And then you wait, and then it says 10:03. Anyway, I wonder how right or wrong I am. Or 1031. One of the, it's, I'm going to play those numbers in the lottery. <laughs> for a while, like, New Yorkers just walked around saying, yeah, that can't melt that. The, gap, the, the fuel can't melt the beans. And then I saw years later, they showed a building how it fell in bigger cities. Like if they don't account for it falling inward, like onto itself. Mm-hmm. So I think after like 1960, someone developed a blueprint for all buildings in major cities to fall on top of itself instead mm-hmm. of toppling over to cause more destruction apparently other true. buildings have fell in that fashion and the same architect who established that one established and you know, used that same uh, i guess uh safety parameters for it to collapse onto itself
0: mm-hmm. so i
1: was like huh that makes sense for a multi billion dollar economy to not have the royal trade center fall on top of another building sure you know what I mean? Like
0: it's not the Leaning Tower of Pisa. That would have would have been way worse. If it was that, right? Right. I mean, even look at look at car windshields. Right. The whole thing will shatter. Now, you know, if your windshield's gonna break, it's gonna shatter. It's not gonna just break into you know five ten pieces. Like it's gonna shatter into basically dust. And it's so for the same thing, right? So that you don't have flying glass flying at you right 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 right, right. instead you've got you know glass powder for lack of a better term flying at you which sure is still going to hurt like hell but you know it's just like a building collapsing downward is still going to create a lot of damage but it's going to create a lot
1: less greatly 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 less damage than if it were to fall on top of something
0: these were some of the few conspiracy theories that i was always again it was it always bugged me a little more mm-hmm. just because it was so unsubstantiated that they were always going around that, that the only things that were really coming up were the jet fuel can't melt steel beams and then they couldn't find the black box from one of the planes, I think.
1: You might find, I mean, 20 years later in an extreme excavation, they 100% found it and they 100% yeah. are not going to let American people hear what the hell is on that black box. Right. You're trying to tell me you're a regular person, and you're trying to tell me people have guns to your head. They're telling you, or they've killed you, and they're not flying. You're, what? You put every American, oh, no. No, you can't do that. So whether it's a conspiracy or not, I don't even want to know.
0: And it, well, it gets into, I was was having a conversation, I guess, to tie this to some recent events. Mm -hmm. I was having a conversation with someone about Trump downplaying coronavirus. Did you see the Woodward interviews that had come out?
1: Yeah, I saw the leaked footage, the leaked uh, audio. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So for anyone listening that doesn't know what I'm talking about, basically Trump did a bunch of interviews with Bob Woodward in which he basically straight up admitted to downplaying coronavirus. But the way he said it was that he knew it was going to be kind of bad, but he didn't want people to panic. Mm -hmm. And when I was talking to this person about this, what I had said basically is, I absolutely don't like that he did that. Like, I don't think it's government's role at all to tell us whether or not.
1: That's a crazy breach of power. Let Obama do that. That's a different type of power that he had. Right.
0: But I feel like it happens under the radar with almost every other president, too. I feel like a certain level of that absolutely went through Bush's mind with 9-11 went through Obama's mind with stuff like Ebola, you know. I'm sure that there's a level of I don't want to say downplaying because again that that comes across as much worse. I think that there is a certain Trump's just the one to say it out loud <laughs> like he always is. Right.
1: So what Trump said to me, what Trump said out loud was the same thing Tr- uh, Bush did when he was in Texas reading to those kids and the C, and then Speaker Service right. walked up and whispered in his ear. So if he was to react the way you're supposed to react, yes. The kids would be in hospital rooms, okay? Right. That's <laughs>
0: actually a fantastic comparison. It's, right.
1: It's, you, you you can't and granted, you know, even family guy makes fun of it by saying oh, wow you know you because i mean i've heard it like oh how do you act so stoically when you knew 300 million people are be going to be affected right now or all of new right. york is going to be taken down for months and not act that way the way he acted was the most presidential thing i can think of now i wouldn't yeah. want anybody else to act any different and i'll i'll go to toe with anybody just imagine globally if you saw a united states president freak out
0: and people loved him. People loved Bush right after 9-11. I think, okay. I, I think it was right after 9-11 that his popularity spiked.
1: They loved him. And it's yeah. weird because you know what you knew what that meant. I don't know. I don't like it.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that plays into both. So I just Googled it. And it says that he began with ratings around 60%, uh, his approval rating. And then near like, right following the 9-11 attacks, that he showed approval ratings greater than 85%, peaking in at 92%. So it makes sense that government was able to grab as much power as it did and enact all these different, you know, the Patriot Act and increase security at airports and things because everyone loved him. He could do whatever he wanted, right? Because everyone thought that he had the nation's best interests at heart.
1: He definitely could have rode that coattail for a very long time, just riding off of that level of acceptance.
0: It's interesting that COVID didn't do the same thing. I guess it's very different with it not being an external enemy You know, there isn't a person or a country to pin it. Trump tried with China. You know, Trump tried to... That
1: did not stick. Yeah,
0: that was, I think he was going for a Bush-like post 9-11 where he was trying to unite the country against China. China is the enemy. It's the China virus. It's the, you know... All of this, the and then.
1: coronavirus. <laughs> and the <and laughs> like Now that you said that, it seems like his plans and texts are a lot more calculated. Because remember, there's always been some uh, a tiff when it comes to tariffs within uh, between China and the United States. Trump also wants to get rid of this China-based app known as TikTok yeah we also had issues with items being shipped like if if america was behind him the way america was behind bush i don't think we would be seeing another toyota for the next 20 years
0: (laughs) yeah yeah no china would have to be scared because like you said he's going after them he really is trying to unite us against china for better or worse you know everything we describe, but then even other stuff Look at, you know, him and Senate Republicans and how much they've come out against China for Hong Kong and for for the situation with the Uyghurs. And like China has sanctioned Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz because of their public dissent against China for these things. And so it's like, they're definitely pushing for it. And don't get me wrong, like I listen to conservative media. I drink the Kool-Aid a little bit. And so I get, <laughs> so I hear it, right? And I get, again, it, It makes sense, right? I disagree with a lot of what China's doing and I disagree with a lot of their early handling of the coronavirus and things like that. But you see the early starts and especially when Trump was coming full force against China virus, you saw the early signs of the accompanying racism or xenophobia. It is interesting that those always come together i get it you know from a psychological standpoint from you know, it makes sense to pick an enemy and then gang up on that enemy and you know enemy of my enemy is my friend and it's like now democrats and republicans have a friend in each other
1: it's like almost every decision he chooses to create a more divided pie like he doesn't like if, if you create an abyss where you have one side and one side he doesn't choose to amp up the one side he's chosen to split. He'll split each of those individual groups more and more and more. So if you're not if you're not against like the pipeline, you're gonna you're not gonna be against the Black Lives Matter thing, or you're gonna be against the NFL thing, or you're gonna be against China like, like some of those people are the same people. You know what I mean? Some right. of those people voted for you, you now. That's why he's really turning almost every head in this cabinet. Mm-hmm. Like what whose side are you? Are you only on your own side? Like this right. is,
0: yeah, and I mean you see it in his approval ratings, right? His approval ratings haven't gotten nearly the spike that other world leaders did from COVID that Bush got from nine eleven, you know. It's just it hasn't seen that same rise in, in percentage because his response has been pretty divisive, like you said.
1: I think he's been looking for something to blame. He wants to he wants a finger. Like Grant, it's been this been it's amazing. It's been four years. But he wants a finger. Finger, because whatever that finger he whatever he points at that sticks he's gonna put a, a banner around it put on a hat and he's winning again
0: trump unfortunately has the personality trait of just not being able to accept that he's wrong in any capacity oh, clearly. and i think that if he weren't being so he's getting a lot of criticism for his handling of coronavirus right a lot of it justified mm-hmm. a lot of it maybe maybe not but he's getting a lot of criticism. And so I think because of that, his, his way of handling that is to deflect that criticism to someone else. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he handled it well early on. But it was pretty clear that several other countries and Democrats in our country would have also or did also handle it poorly. And so I do think that some of it is misplaced criticism, not all of it by any means. He botched a lot of the early response.
1: Right, but if everyone bots the leader response, then everyone should be still facing the level of COVID that we are in Germany. For one, was New Zealand's completely back to normal, and it was like, what, the, what, what happened? And we're the only place not traveling. Granted, we're trying to travel. We can't go anywhere. It's Cancun, mm-hmm. Miami, and you know your backyard.
0: Yeah, I think that's why he's trying to find a target so bad. Is that otherwise it gets pinned on him, and he does not want that. <laughs> he does. He's not and willing to can- accept that.
1: Right. Do you think him trying to find some type of scapegoat is going to work or is going to be to his benefit or to his chagrin come election day?
0: It will probably hurt him more than it will help him. I think the only exceptions to that would be that if we were to get some kind of bombshell revelatory news from either, mm-hmm. either from China, you know, we found out some new info about the origins and some other way in which China screwed up, or if, if we're able to, somehow magically pump out a vaccine before then which is it probably not going to happen but you know things like that I think could offset it because then people are going to be like all right well who cares we're done with it now and it's going to be behind us more or less for a lot of people it'll still hurt him but hurt him less in that case but yeah I think in general it's not a good look it's not a good look to have the the president the leader saying that the buck doesn't stop with him. You know, right. It's, that's weird because we, as Americans, we don't know who to point at. We voted so we could point at you. Right. Exactly. And don't get me wrong. I think that attitude should change. I think that the president should really only be the commander-in-chief and a check and balance on other branches of government. Like That's really it.
1: I think every presidential candidate can do that. Everyone that runs, except for Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> he can do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I think we talked about the presidency gradually expanding, you know, the power of the executive branch gradually expanding and then spiking up after Bush and things like that. I think because of that, another side effect of that, if you will, has been this increased perceived responsibility of the president to have, you know, the buck stop with with him with everything, not just with military action and not just with keeping an eye on the other branches of government. And I think that that's, you know, I wish we lived in a world where, People didn't necessarily look to the president as a role model, just because it's, you know, I get it. He's the public figure. He's the leader. He's all that. But I do think we should be limiting their roles and responsibilities to the point where it doesn't necessarily matter if they're not as good of a role model.
1: You're completely right. I was just thinking that I feel like the one president that would have appreciated that would be Obama. Because the mm-hmm. level of mic, the level of magnifying glass that he had to walk with, like it was news when he wore. It was even bold <laughs> news when suit. he wore a tan suit. And it's <laughs> weird that everyone remembers that. Yeah. I thought, I thought a lot of people was like, "Oh, he looks so cool. Look at the tan suit." And then all the people, you know, people. We thought it was just people hating, but people, all people, remember that one scandal. Like, how dare he? Does he know it's not a summer color? What is he doing? Like it was a big deal. And so, and Trump, he doesn't have to be any type of role model. No one said, Look at this president. You want to be like him? And I've, I've never seen that.
0: I don't know. I think he still gets the criticism. He just doesn't care that he gets the criticism, right? Because he'll get the same, he gets the, (laughs) instead of a tan suit, he gets the, oh, look at him stumbling down this ramp. (laughs) So there's still the same petty, you know, snips at him and stuff, but it's just diluted in all the other stuff that he gets thrown at him because of all the other criticisms he gets.
1: But he's bald, but combs his (laughs) hair over And he's (laughs) had that since before I was born. That yeah. means he doesn't care what anyone says. <laughs> but to bring it back, I would love to know what it's like in New York right now. Because I'm currently not in New York, right? But do you think we as Americans should just see the day and just move forward? I know that sounds weird, as mm-hmm. an I guess as a former New Yorker or as a New Yorker, because you can't just forget that day. Mm-hmm. That will never be a day you can just. Oops, I forgot. People in Alaska, maybe you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I think that it's important. I don't think we should ever reach that level. Um, I think that it's important that we do remember what happened and, you know, remember the lives of those that died. You know, I think just like we have different memorials for for other tragedies. Um, Have you heard of the 9-11 National Trail? It's a trail that's 1,300 miles long. It goes to all three. It goes from the Flight 93 National Memorial down to the Pentagon Memorial and then up to the National 9-11 Memorial, which is down at Ground Zero, and then it loops back up to the Flight 93 National Memorial. And so didn't i didn't know
1: that was a real... That's a path?
0: Yeah, it's nuts. It's something I didn't know until fairly recently, actually. But stuff like that, I think, is important. I think stuff like that allows us to, for lack of a better sounding term, passively remember. You know, remember, pay homage to the people, pay respect to the people that died. Like the Vietnam War, uh, the, the wall, right? It's a reminder of the lives that were lost. It's a reminder of the war and the awful things that happened with it and countless other memorials right right but the thing is
1: you can go there you can go to that place and you could feel that like when you go down dc and everybody's quiet you see those humongous statues that are like literally two meters tall you're humbled you're quiet and you're you're very solemn you're just there yeah i don't need the whole world being like that i mean i think about it like pearl harbor i think it's you know more than 50 years since that Mm-hmm. I would, my question is, two years later, did they look at Pearl Harbor, how we looked at, how we look at nine eleven, or, you know, did they comport themselves of Pearl Harbor's incident the same way we did?
0: That's true. That's a good point. I'm not sure what they did. I wouldn't be surprised if it was someone. And if so, like, when did they stop? You know, when did they stop? Because we, clearly, we don't have a moment of silence, a moment of remembrance every year for Pearl Harbor.
1: If anything, Google changes our art in that we know. Like, that's the extent of
0: it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I don't know. I th- I think that there's a balance to be struck, you know, like, like anything, really, there's no we shouldn't absolutely forget it. We shouldn't just pretend it never happened. We shouldn't, you know, not pay any respect to the people that died or whatever. But I think that, I don't know, there's a certain level of it at this point that almost seems like it's trying to milk patriotism out of the country. And yes. again, I get it. You know, I get it. It's something it's what we've got. It's the ammo that they've got to bring people together, especially now. Yeah. But it just feels like, it feels like if you actually cared as much as you say you cared, that it wouldn't look like this every year. You know, it would be a more solemn remembrance of it. It would be more stoic. And, you know, like those memorials that we were talking about, the people there, like, they're absolutely still remembering it and care very deeply about it.
1: Right. I don't want to see commercials about, I remember seeing like... (laughs) Not commercials about it, like saying, Oh, do you remember this? But, like, mm-hmm. they would have the American flag and the 9-11, like, the, the Twin Towers behind them. Like, I don't, well, that's not even there. Like, why yeah. are you, like, you're, don't do that. Like, they don't do that with anything else. They don't make anything else a commercial. They don't make Pearl Harbor commercial. They don't make the Vietnam War commercial. They don't make any type of, they don't make the Oklahoma bombing. They don't make anything else a commercial, except for, like, the worst possible thing that's happened, which is, right. well, what do you, What do? there has to be a motive here. Like, why are you trying to incite 30% of your audience? For what? So they can buy your product. So now you've monetized people's suffering. So now we're getting to the real reason why it's been so prolific over these past 20 years, because it's a beautiful selling point and allows for the military to gain more people. Again, not the most American take, but it, it, it's, a, it's a take you can stand objectively and look at.
0: So what about you? What do you think? How do you think we should be handling this anymore? Do you think we're going too far right now? Do you think it's specifically, I mean, for people in New York, do you think that this is more harm than it's worth?
1: I think that there's no more harm than what the day could have done. Right? There's no memorial that can match how crazy that day was. But because of how far we are, I I like however we're going to go from here. 20 Mm -hmm. years removed, you know, 19, 20 years removed, we're going to get past it because right now we're dealing with a pandemic and I know they're not going to celebrate this thing. Yeah, you know I mean, well, hopefully, hopefully not.
0: You know, I, I was curious, so I Googled it when you were talking about monetizing people's suffering and things like that. I Googled it. Basically, right. there's a 9-11 memorial and museum, which on its face is great, right? That's That's something, again, that we should have things to remember these things by and to honor the fallen and things like that but if you go into their store they have so much junk that like <laughs> like a magnet set keychains coins a little memorial Camaro
1: what the hell jacket. is that
0: mean? yeah and so i googled then next I, I all i could think to google was auschwitz store because I'm curious,
1: <laughs> because I
0: was, because <laughs> I was curious if the, something similar existed with this, and I can't find anything except some bookstores, some bookstores that are specific to publications that have to do with Auschwitz and things like that. But this is really an American thing. This is really a profiting off of all of this. There's the out. Uh, there's an article from 2019 that was the closest thing I could see where. An online store was selling items, you know like cushions and iPhone cases and things about Auschwitz, mm-hmm. and the Auschwitz Museum came straight out and criticized them for it
1: so that would see that you, no other country does this. you don't hear right. this happened about the Vietnam War, you don't hear about the Khmer Rouge hats. you know what I mean you don't hear about that you you mm-hmm. only in America can you have an iPhone case but the back of it be the Twin Towers and a cloud of smoke. Like, I'm sure right. that's not that. hard to find on Etsy.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy. It's how, I think the only way you're able to do that is by doing something like this every year. Having kids like me, right, grow up thinking that it was just a bunch of garbage and not garbage, but like not paying attention really to the to the announcements and not paying attention during the moment of silence and all that. But then year after year, it happens. And then year after year, you realize how important it was and how the gravity of it. And then eventually, you either A, you become so desensitized to it that you don't care anymore, or B, you become so impassioned by it that you're willing to shell out money for a dumb keychain.
1: Right. Or like, shell, out, shell out your life.
0: Right, yeah, yeah, and then go and join the military and things like that. Yeah. So it's, I don't know, It's it's really strange to me, the response that we've had to it and the commercialization of it
1: for me, it's so disgusting. I'm so and just amazed because it's it's fueled by America. America chose this. Like that's that's eerie.
0: God, I'm I'm googling it now again, and there's just another all this dumb buy official 9/11 merchandise direct from the Ground Zero Museum.
1: Right, that's Come ridiculous. On. Like, oh, do you want handcrafted smoke from the no, leave me alone. That's not what I asked for,
0: right? So, it's just, it's, I, I agree with you that it's gotten out of hand. I agree with you that it's become so, it, it comes across fake now.
1: I, my thing, biggest thing is the, li- the lives lost across the yeah. board. Why, why do you want to incite that, whether it be from the attack, from the war itself, or anything in between? There's no need to rehash it that aggressively. In 2020, I look for a future where we can treat it like any other thing that happens to a country and just we move forward and somehow develop that camaraderie back, but currently I don't think we're in the climate where that can happen.
0: So, so yes and no. I, I agree with you, but I also I want to push back a little bit on the idea of you know treating it like anything else because one of the, that's one thing that I've been seeing a lot of recently that I just found very dumb is people comparing COVID to nine eleven. Right? All They'll
1: right. be like, I, no, the, no, no. I meant like com- compared to any other like terroristic thing. Right. That's
0: Right. But I think that slips into this, you know, you'll see people posting all the time now. It's like, Oh, it's, you know, we've crossed. It's now like we've had 69 11s. And I'm like, no, what? no, it's not because, because of the death count, oh. right. Because of the death toll and how many people have died because of COVID, you know, they'll, they'll count the numbers and they'll be like, well, if you look at the numbers, this many people died during nine 11. Now this many have died from COVID. So it's like X number nine 11s. Like, no, right. that's not, I get, like, I get what you're trying to say. But that's not how deaths work, you know, there's... No,
1: of course not. That was... People, oh, wow, that just put a foul taste in my mouth.
0: Right. So, So I think that there's a balance to be struck, right? Because I do think we need to remember it for what it was and for not just the impact that it had afterwards, but, you know, both it bringing us together as a country, but then also the realization that, like, look, there are people out there that don't like America, that don't like us... And that we need to protect ourselves and, you know, make sure, quote unquote, history doesn't repeat itself, things like that. But it's, I think, comparing it to stuff like COVID, it then downplays it too much. You know, it, it it makes it seem like it was just X number of people that died when it really wasn't, right? It wasn't just the number of people that died. It was really the way that they died, the circumstances surrounding their death and things like that that do make it have more gravity than i don't want to say more gravity than covid because clearly they're they're not they're incomparable they're they're not
1: completely like i'm even struggling to like i understand that people are making that attachment i was like i don't even know how you can't even in this discussion either yeah they're not not incomparable completely
0: incomparable right how do you feel about have you seen anything about the all buildings matter i wanted to touch on this before we before we dropped off
1: i don't like that either I'm not sure. I don't like it because I am of the side of Black Lives Matter. But everybody understands why you can't say all buildings matter. I hate it because of the what what's tied to it, the law, the lives that are lost is like extremely extremely serious. And Granted, Black Lives Matter is too. But I don't want to bring awareness to what I'm fighting for out of mockery of this magnitude. Yeah, to mock three thousand deaths just you know, like. You see what I'm trying to like avoid, saying I can't say just because of us, because we're you know our, our population is so small, because like our population matters. But mm-hmm. do not take away from this moment. This moment needs to be recognized, simply recognized,
0: mm-hmm.
1: on its own. Don't don't include other stuff.
0: Do you want to kind of describe what All Buildings Matter is and like what the concept behind it is? Uh, or- sure. <laughs>
1: Uh, so black or life, I
0: can do it if you'd rather.
1: No, no, no. It's only because it's, it's completely out of mockery. Black Lives Matter was established when Black individuals were being treated unfairly in the presence of white officers, or white officers of the law, and many people thought that Black people voicing this or people in general voicing this complaint were wrong. So their counter to that was both Blue Lives Matter, which is to say that the cops' lives matter because they lose their lives. And the counter to Black Lives Matter as well was All Lives Matter to say that you're not the only demographic being lost. But the mm-hmm. fact that since there is an issue of every demographic being lost, you should focus on everything. In regards to 9-11, this one, uh, this this horrific incident, many people are uh, visually uh, focusing on the Twin Towers aspect of it. They're saying that the building itself was like as if it's Black Lives Matter and then the retort is all lives matter. So you can incite rage of people who may be focused on 9-11 that day that are also on the same side of all lives matter
0: there. <laughs> yeah, it ties into with telling Black people to quote unquote get over slavery or it's time to get over slavery, but we should never forget nine eleven. I don't think it's going to accomplish anything that, I don't really know what they want it to accomplish. I mean, I get that it's meant to you no, it's,
1: it's, not to, it's not to accomplish anything. Like, it's literally just to, to, to get under this. It's like trolling. It's, mm-hmm. just a of
0: trolling. This is the first year that something like this has happened, right? Before, it was always kind of sacred ground, you know, 9-11. It was always the don't touch this day, you know, we'll, we'll never forget and we'll always remember and we'll do the little presentation and the moment of silence and then 9-12 will roll around and then we'll all pretend that everything's back to normal. And wait, now this wait
1: wait wait, wait, wait whoa, whoa. what's nine
0: twelve all around? What's that? What's nine twelve all around? No, nine twelve just rolls around and then we stop, oh. you know, we, we pretend everything goes back to normal and all the pictures stop and, and everything. But that was it, right? It was kept to it was allowed its little day of remembrance. And so now this is the first time that people have really gone back against it with with any level of criticism, right with any level of trolling, I guess. so I don't know with
1: with, with anything we're, we're it's, it's good that we're whether it be you know ten months later or ten years later that people are starting to open up and have this discussion mm-hmm. just
0: like- yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: so just just like uh just like 9 eleven move forward, I think we can call this one, right.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i think that was a good talk
1: all right boom let's cut it that was a great that was a great convo i'm gonna talk to my dad about this stupid nonsense and i'll talk to you later this was excellent zach i will see you there
0: thanks for listening if you liked this episode please remember to like subscribe and leave us a five-star rating
1: also you can follow us on twitter at say what needs and on instagram and facebook at say what needs saying for live updates and sound bites from my actual podcast don't forget to continue the discussion Thank you for listening.
0: Thanks.